Hello, welcome to Happy You're Here with your host, Haley. My name is Haley, and I'm so happy you're here. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful day, whatever day it is. Today is Monday. It's a bit chilly um, outside, so I'm just in my room in my little matching sweatsuit that I got a couple Christmases ago with some coffee, and it's just a relaxing day. So let's start off with two things that made me happy today or that are making me happy throughout the day. Um, one, I woke up early because I left my friend's house because I slept over because it was her birthday and I left her house around seven and I came home and just laid in my parents bed because their bed is so comfortable like especially when they're at work and we have like a heated mattress and so I just laid in their bed and it was so comfortable and um yeah so that's what made me happy and then I went I went back to sleep because I'm not a big morning person Um, And then I also got to drink some coffee while sitting on the couch. And it's just nice because my house can be really loud sometimes because there's five people living here. Um, So it's just nice to just sit in silence in the living room. And yeah, it's really comfy and cozy. And my house is just like my... Obviously, it's my home, but, like, it's my comfort zone. Like, I love coming. I'm a homebody, but I also love going out. So, I get called, like, a grandma sometimes because I love to just stay in and do absolutely nothing. And I've noticed that with, like, people in society today, like, hustle culture and everything like that is a big thing. Like, always being busy, always have things to do, things on your schedule, waking up at 4 in the morning. And I would love to be that kind of person, but I think I would be absolutely miserable if I woke up at four o'clock and then started my day and then midday crash crash at like 1 p.m. I feel like productivity can be sort of like this competition of who can do things earlier in the morning and who can do the most crazy things throughout the whole entire day and fill their day with things like I'm just not that kind of person I love going out I love like doing errands and stuff but I just love sitting and doing nothing and that's okay I don't find anything wrong with that I know so many people that love to be busy and there's also nothing wrong with that but I just wanted to say if you feel like you're not being productive and you're being lazy sometimes it's okay to be lazy and It's fine. I love being lazy. I love just sitting in my bed, laying down on my phone or reading this book that my friend gave me that I literally cannot put down. Um, It is so amazing. It is called, it's called Normal People by Sally Rooney. And it is seriously such an amazing book. And I hate books. I really, I really hate books. I hate reading. Um, I don't have a good attention. Um, attention span. So I would highly recommend that book. But yeah, um, to conclude in that, I think productivity is what you make it. Like I can be productive by just cleaning my room one day and sitting back down. I still was productive. I don't think there's anything wrong with only completing a couple tasks in a day. I think hustle culture and doing the most during your day can be really toxic and sometimes can make us forget about you know, our mental health and to take care of ourselves. And I think that's what is really most important is to take care of yourself because the end of the day, you know, you're all you have. You take that stress to bed with you. You take that anxiety, that 
that sadness or depression of repeating the same day over again. And I, I really have been in that loop of just repeating the same day over again. And it can get really old. And if you feel that way, just try to change things up. Maybe go to the gym at a different time or do things at a different time so it doesn't feel very repetitive. But yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that because we are going to talk about insecurities today. Um, what I've been insecure about in my life, tips and tricks on how to overcome insecurities, stuff like that, and not being the most productive human has always been like an insecurity of mine. So if that's your insecurity, you're just not alone and it's not a competition. You're a human being, not a human doing. So if you're a human just being, that's what you're supposed to do. So don't put your purpose and your worth into all of your work because it's not worth it and it's not worth feeling sad at the end of the day. And I'm not saying you're going to feel sad because you work hard. I'm saying you're going to feel sad because you take so much of your time and put it into one basket of work or you take so much of yourself and put it towards one sole thing. And if that thing doesn't go well, then Obviously, it's going to affect you mentally and emotionally and sometimes even physically. So to conclude with uh, hustle culture and productivity, it's just do what you want to do. If you want to work a lot, work a lot. If you just want to have a chill life and work only a full-time job and just do that, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I, I, when I worked 40 hours a week, I worked at, um, a, mentally or I worked I was a caregiver for mentally disabled adults with developmental disabilities and I worked eight to four January through April um Monday through Friday and it was the hardest thing I was 18 turning 19 at the time and it was one of the hardest things I've literally ever had to do it was such a mentally draining job but also one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever had And so it's hard because I loved it, but I would come home at the end of the day and I would be mentally drained. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And the only time I had free time was Saturday and Sunday when usually like all the malls are busy or all of the appointments for things I needed to do were taken because it was the weekend. And I felt like all I did was go to go to sleep or get home, go to sleep and work like that was my sole purpose. And I mean, I was young at the time, so I don't know if it changes as you get older, if you realize that you have to work 40 hours a week and that has to be the thing that you have to do, I'm not really sure. Um, I know both my parents work very hard. They work long hours. And I don't know what my life is going to be like when I'm older, if I'm going to have a full-time job or if I'm going to work for myself or what I want to do. But I just hope that it's something where I don't feel mentally exhausted every single day for years because that's how I felt every single day after that job and it was nothing against the people there it was nothing against the people I took care of it was just emotionally I didn't really have the capacity to take care of three people Monday through Friday 8 to 4 p.m every single day and or every single second and um because I was young and it was just, I needed a job. I wasn't going to college that semester because I couldn't afford it. And yeah, I just needed to fill my time. And I mean, the money was great. I saved up a lot of money from it, but it was mentally draining. And it, I kind of sacrificed a lot of my mental health for that. So I think it's really normal 
this time of year to, or this, not this time of year, but in this life right now to sacrifice your mental health to make money or to sacrifice things that you want to do to make money. And I understand why it's hard to keep your head above water when things can be so expensive and moving out and bills to pay and stuff like that. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to go and get a job no matter if you don't want to. But if you have big dreams that you can make money off of and that can be your full-time job that you do for yourself, I highly suggest you doing it. Like me podcasting isn't a job, but if I were to one day make money off of it, that would be great. But I didn't start this to make money. I started it because I needed an outlet because I had so many thoughts and so many things to say and I wanted it to reach more people. So I started this and if I make money off of it, awesome. And if I don't, awesome. (laughs) Um, So I think that's how I want to look at my life. However you want to live your life is how you want to live your life. Um, If you want to work, work, just like I said, but that's just my opinion about it. Um, So yeah, I've always been insecure about not wanting to be this crazy worker or hard hustler, and there's a couple other things. Obviously, we all have insecurities, and we all have things that nobody knows that we're insecure about. Like, I have... I don't have the sharpest jawline and I don't it's just really hard for me to look at it in the mirror because I get so insecure about my side profile and how I look from the side and nobody would know that if they look straight at me nobody would know what your insecurities are if you're insecure about that one scar on your face or where your birthmark is nobody's gonna know you're insecure about that so I think it's hard because you never really truly know somebody and you never really know what their insecurities are, what makes them sad or like I remember one time, this is no hate towards my brother by the way, but um, I was dealing with really, really, really bad cystic acne. I was about like 16 or 17 when it got really, really bad. It was all around my chin and then it started getting around my mouth Um, under my nose and then in the middle of my forehead and then it eventually got all over my face and I was cripplingly insecure about it like I would if I had to go to 7-eleven to get something I would literally do a full face of makeup because I was so insecure about it I would look at myself in the mirror and just sob because I couldn't believe that my face looked like that I couldn't believe I had all of these red pumps that hurt so bad They were so painful. I couldn't believe they were all over my face. And one time, um, obviously, when I'm at home, I'm not going to hide my acne. You know, this is my family. Um, I remember one time I was getting something in the kitchen, and my brother said something, like, about my acne and how it had gotten really bad. And I knew it had gotten bad. And I knew I I knew that, and so when he pointed it out, I just came up to my room, and I just sobbed. No hate to him because, you know, brother-sister relationship. We're mean to each other sometimes, but it was – I still remember. I still remember, like, being called out for my acne from, like, just, like, my friends or just, like, random people noticing it and, like, looking at it right away. I just felt that everybody was staring at me, and, like, my doctor would – prescribe me certain retinols and they didn't work so eventually I had to go on Accutane and I don't know if you guys know what Accutane is but it's a federal drug that dries out all of your oil glands and I didn't have oily skin to begin with so I didn't know how this was going to work I didn't know if it was going to work or not 
And then I realized so many people had taken this, like, and it worked almost every single time. Like, obviously, some people had to do it twice, but it eventually started working for them. And at least from what I've heard, I could be wrong. But, um, and so I went on it. And you have to get your blood drawn every month when you're on Accutane because it's a very hard drug. And you also have to be on birth control when you take it because if you get pregnant, it can have a lot of really bad effects on your pregnancy, especially on the baby and stuff like that. And so you have to get your blood drawn every month to make sure you're not pregnant. But I have a crippling fear of needles, which is also what I'm insecure about because everybody calls me a baby and it's really not anything I can control. Um, I just, every time I get my blood drawn, I pass out. Every time I get a shot, I pass out. I just have a like a crippling fear of the hospital and needles and so that's also what I'm insecure about. But I told my doctor that I did not feel comfortable, like, doing blood every single month because every time I would go into the lab, I would tell them, hey, I'm going to pass out. And they would be like, no, 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 no. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm I'm a, I'm a good nurse. Like, no, 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 you won't pass out. And every time I pass out, and sometimes I go into, like, convulsions. And so I would be insecure because they didn't believe me. They thought I was just being dramatic. I don't like when people think that about me. I don't know if anybody does. But um, so, yeah, that's also something I'm insecure about. But I told my doctor I really wanted to just do a urine sample every month because the first month you have to do it and the last month you have to do it. And I was like, I'll do those. Just give me a urine sample every month. So I did it for about almost a year. I think I stopped at the beginning of the 11th month. And um, my acne completely cleared, completely. My skin, though, is still painfully dry. My lips are very dry. Um, When I was on Accutane, nothing would absorb into my skin. Like, my oil glands were shut off, literally. My hair was so... I could go weeks without washing my hair, and literally nobody would have (laughs) known. Like, that's how crazy dry your skin gets when you're on Accutane. Um, But yeah, I was cripplingly insecure about my acne. And then I realized that nobody cares. Literally, nobody cares. And I'm telling you that right now. (laughs) Acne is so normal. Acne is literally a teenage reaction, an adult reaction. Your skin is just irritated. It's like those bumps that people get when, like, on their arms or, like, stuff like that. It's so normal. And I think, I don't think, honestly, people judge when you have acne. And I think I realized that because I would have acne and nobody, like, besides, like, my family noticed it. Like, I show pictures to my friends now about how bad it was. And they were like, I didn't even know your acne was that terrible. Like, I had absolutely no idea. But that's because I hit it really well with makeup. But you could still see cystic acne when you have makeup on especially when it's deep down in your skin, you can still see the texture. And I was just really good at hiding it. So, and also when I didn't have makeup on, nobody pointed out except my family or like um, people that I was really, really close with knowing that I was on Accutane and trying to fix it. Um, But people really didn't care. (laughs) And I think you should know that if you're struggling with acne or any insecurities regarding your face or honestly anything, nobody cares. (laughs) I mean that in the nicest way. Um, And 
I just, my, my acne was one of my major insecurities in high school. And so was my body. I had a really hard time, um, with my body image. I've talked about this a little bit, um, briefly, but my body was probably the second thing I was the most insecure about. And I find it crazy because I look at my body now and I don't really feel anything. Like I don't feel, um, insecurities. I don't like feel, I just know that it's my body and I'm going to respect it because it got me to this moment right here. And whether I wake up one day and I don't like what I see, I still respect my body. And, um, I think that's what I've learned throughout the years of just looking at myself in the mirror, hating what I saw, hating all the things I would go to the gym just to be skinny. Like I said, last podcast, and it was so draining because I would compare myself to these Instagram models who were just genetically skinny or they, my body isn't meant to be a size zero. I have a big bum. I have really big thighs. Um, like it's not, my body is not meant to be a size zero and that is okay. I don't think sizes matter when you go shopping. Of course, sometimes I get insecure when I can't fit into my jeans or I can't fit into a cute shirt that is a medium and I have to go up to a large. It's so normal. Your high school body, I look at my high school body and I'm like, wow, I was so skinny. I can't believe I literally hated myself. (laughs) But now I'm like, your high school body, you were a child. You were a literal 16 year old. Like, of course you're going to have, you're going to have a different body now because you were a child. You're supposed to grow. I'm still growing. I'm still young. I'm almost 21. I'm still tiny. I'm still a child. And I think I just really want to say that because there's so many times I look at my old clothes and I try them on and I get so discouraged because they don't fit me. But then I'm like, again, you were a child. I see so many girls post about how they didn't realize how skinny they were in high school or they didn't realize how good they looked in high school. And I'm like, that shows you it had nothing to do with your body. It had nothing to do with your body. It had everything to do with your perspective and how you looked at yourself and how you respected what you look like. It had nothing to do with how I look like in high school or middle school. It had everything to do with how I perceived myself and how I thought other people thought of me. But in the end, other people's opinions about you isn't your problem. It has nothing to do with you, how other people see you. It has nothing to do with how other people perceive you. Or it has nothing to do with how people perceive you and what you think that they think of you, if that makes sense sense in my head. That makes sense. Um, I think so many times I would be like, oh, that person probably, probably is looking at me right now because I have really bad acne on my cheek or that person's probably looking at my double chin because I don't have a sharp jawline like these supermodels on Instagram. And I just think it's crazy because nobody cares. (laughs) Like really nobody cares. Um, but I would spend so much of my time sitting in bed before sleeping, just thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I look like this. I can't believe I, all my friends are tiny and they don't have to worry about wearing 
going to the beach the next day and trying to be as skinny as possible and not eating anything beforehand. And I once lost um, some weight and I was about like 115 um, in the middle of my senior year, I believe it was. And I was miserable. (laughs) But I was skinnier, but I was miserable. I didn't eat. I literally worked out. I would just go to the gym and work out on the treadmill and leave. I was absolutely miserable. I was skinny. I th- I thought I thought that when I would get skinny, that's when it would make me happy and I would be totally fine again and everything in my life would be dandy because I would be skinny. And I talk about this with my boyfriend because he also had a really big weight loss and um he weighed I can't remember like exactly what it was. It was like Um, like over 200 pounds when he was growing up and he had a huge weight loss also like senior year and he told me like just because I'm not tinier but just because I lost the weight doesn't mean I'm happier and that is crazy because he had he worked so hard to work it off and do all of that and then he got there and it still wasn't enough for him and he still wanted to keep going because the end goal was for him to be tinier or not if he listens to this he's gonna be like tinier (laughs) um the end goal was for him to lose weight and then he lost it and then he still kept going because it wasn't enough just like i did i lost some weight i was about 110 115 like i said and i got to the goal of me being a thinner body and i wanted to be thinner and it was miserable i Everything I did, I would track my food when it came to literally cups of spinach, eggs, um, peanut butter on my toast, jelly, butter on my toast. Like, I would track everything, and it was taking over my whole life, and it was so unhealthy, and I wasn't happy. And I want to preface that you, your body, you're not going to be happier with a thinner body. You're not going to, you shouldn't have to spend your whole life trying to be thinner. You're, you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to live your life trying to be a smaller size. And don't get me wrong, hard work and dedication and losing weight a healthy way is a great accomplishment. But if that doesn't make you happy and you just want to do it for other people and you don't want to be shamed by other people for the way you look anymore, don't do it because that's why I did it. I did it because I wanted to look like everybody else. Not because I felt unhealthy or I felt gross about myself. Like, like I felt gross about myself. I didn't feel gross about myself. I felt insecure and I felt like I was a different type of body and I didn't like that. So I changed. And it's really hard to look back and own up to that because that's not who I am now. And I love who I am. And I look back and I'm like, that girl was broken. Like that girl really tried to be somebody she wasn't because she thought other people would want that when nobody cares, okay? (laughs) Nobody cares. Somebody's going to love you no matter what you look like. That person's going to love every part of you no matter what you look like because they're going to love you for who you are on the inside. And who you are on the inside makes you beautiful on the outside. And I know that's really cliche to say, but some people really need to hear it. And you're not meant to live your life trying to be thinner or trying to take before and after pictures. Like I said, weight loss is a great thing when you're doing it in the right way and you're doing it for yourself and 
yeah, for yourself and for nobody else. So if you feel insecure, if you look in the mirror and you call yourself mean names that you think people think about you or you say constant ugly things to yourself and you bring yourself down, I know it can be hard to get out of that um, routine of just being mean to yourself, but you look at yourself every single day, every single day of your life. Obviously, you're going to find things that are different. Obviously, you're going to find things you don't like, but the person walking by the street, that's the first time they've seen you. They don't see anything wrong with you. People love my red hair. I used to hate my red hair. And when I say hate, I mean hate. I begged my mom to let me dye my hair black because I was the only ginger out of all my friends. I was so jealous that everybody could just go get their hair done. And I wanted to get my hair done a different color. But I now I look back and I love my hair. I think it's so beautiful. I love my freckles. I hated my freckles growing up. I thought they were ugly. I didn't like how I didn't have clear skin with no little beauty marks on them. But now I realize, like, even looking at, like, older people, I realize wrinkles and scars and birthmarks and freckles, like, they're all kind of a story. And I think that's so beautiful. I think stretch marks, scars, cellulite, all of that kind of stuff is what makes us human. And it shows that like our bodies hold stories and our bodies hold memories and things like that. And I think it's so beautiful to realize that we're all human. We all have our own insecurities, our own stories, things that we deal with that nobody knows about. So if you're feeling insecure about your body or about anything like that, just remember it doesn't matter at the end of the day because you're what makes you beautiful. You, who you are is what makes you beautiful. Nothing in between that. And nothing, your body, of course, is beautiful no matter what it looks like. But your sole purpose of who you are and the type of person you are is what matters at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope you understand that everything you are is enough. You're not going to be enough when you are skinnier. You're not going to be enough when you reach this certain goal. You are enough right now. Yeah, you'll be enough when you reach that goal too. But right now, in this moment, is all that you have. And you're enough. And I know some people don't get to hear that a lot. So I just wanted to say that because it's so often we think, oh, if I, I'm not enough because I'm this size or I'm not enough because I haven't accomplished accomplish something by this age. And I struggle with that. Like I struggle with being afraid that I'm not going to graduate in time when there really is no such thing as in time for me, at least in my opinion. There's no such thing as in time to graduate or in time to have kids and get married. You know, of course, medically there's the like you have to do things in time to have kids, but sometimes not at least like biologically like your own kids <laughs> um but sometimes you can have kids when you're 35 and you'll have a miracle or you can adopt kids or you can get married to the love of your life that you found at 40 years old after a few failed relationships you know everybody has their own timeline and I think it's so um I believe it's like this thing with social media that you see everybody else so much more successful than you or so much better than you and 
that's your opinion of yourself. And that's you just thinking that because they have more than you that you're not enough for them or you're not enough in general. And I think sometimes it's hard. Some people graduate when they're 30. Some people graduate when they're 20 and start their job. Some people find their dream career when they're 18. And then another person finds their dream career when they're 50 and they decide to do something for themselves. So I think comparing your timelines, comparing when you get married, comparing when you get engaged, stuff, all of that kind of stuff is so toxic and it can be really unhealthy and it can consume you. I know so many people that have already moved on to a four-year um, school or have already moved on to almost graduating and I'm only 20 and I'm thinking, wow, I can't believe I haven't graduated with my bachelor's yet. Like, Haley, <laughs> you're literally 20. Like, you can't put that expectation on yourself when you're just trying your best and I don't know. I just compare myself a lot to other people and their timelines. And I'm like, I just really hope I I can move out at this time. But like, okay, cool. You moved out at 23. Nice. Or you moved out at 20. Nice. You know, I just think, yeah, some things are great accomplishments at a young age, but comparing yourself is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy because you can celebrate that little thing that you accomplished, but then you're going to see somebody else celebrate something bigger. And you're going to be like, why am I even celebrating this? This isn't even worth celebrating. Like, heck yeah, it is. You're alive. Something made you happy. Celebrate it. Celebrating life shouldn't be bad, no matter what it's for. I think it's really important to celebrate the little things because I think the little things is what makes you the happiest. Little things are things that money can't buy. Like the way that the ocean looks at sunrise or sunset or the way that you hear people laugh and people's laugh and how they smile and when you see people walking down the street and how much they love each other. Like all these people have stories and all these people have accomplished different things at different points in their life no matter if it's on the timeline that you think it should be or that they think it should be. They're still living and they're still being human. And I think that is really, really beautiful. So comparing that doesn't do you any good. It just makes you feel sad that you didn't accomplish something that they did. But we all are different. Like I said, we all have different insecurities, different goals for ourselves. You can't compare your life to somebody else's. And that's something I'm also trying to learn is that comparing doesn't help anything at all. I can compare myself to my boyfriend who saved up more money than me, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to have more money because I said it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I just feel there's this comparison of Instagram models of tiny waist when they probably edited that picture. Or like there's so many real unrealistic expectations that society sets up for people. And I just want you to know, however you want to live your life and whenever you want to do things at a certain time is what you want for yourself. And that, at the end of the day, is the best thing. The best thing you can do is live your life for yourself and not for other people's satisfaction. And I live by that and I'm trying to live by that every day. I'm trying to realize that this is my life. This is the life that I want to create. And if I want to create a certain life, I have to not compare myself to other people, not compare my insecurities to others, not look at other people's bodies and wish they were my own because my body is beautiful no matter what it looks like. It has its own story. It holds amazing memories. It's gotten me through coronavirus. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's gotten me through anxiety, depression, sadness, all those kind of things. It's gotten me to this moment right here. And that is the most beautiful thing. And I think some tips to overcome anxiety would just be forgiving the past. Um, if your insecurities have been shaped by either a relative or like an authority figure criticizing you, recognize it and forgive it and let it go. Because when you have that thing lingering in your mind, it's going to take over and it's going to not be you talking. It's going to be that person just in your head constantly because they said one thing to you that really hurt you and that came with you through your whole life. And that's okay. You just have to really forgive it to move on. And you don't want to have it lingering because it can remind you of things you don't want to be reminded of. So just forgive the past. No matter how bad it has affected you or anything like that, just forgiving it and giving yourself closure because I believe that you don't get closure from anything else except yourself. And accept yourself from being like, okay, it's over and I just have to let it go. It's in the past and I can move on. And I'm talking about insecurities here. It can be really hard to move on from things, but that's on your own timeline. Forgive the past on your own timeline. Let go of things on your own timeline. Just like a breakup, you know? If you get over a breakup in a week, good for you. If you get over a breakup in a year, good for you. Two years, good for you. Breakups are really, really difficult, so I don't want to say just let it go because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about insecurities that somebody else put into your head and told you that you should be insecure about. I think you should let that go because that person and their opinion of you has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the type of person that they perceive you as and the, the judgments they decide to make on you. That's their own problem. If they don't see past those or they don't take into consideration maybe she made a mistake or maybe she didn't mean to do this or things like that they don't have the empathy to look at you as just a human being that's not your problem and you can't fix that and I really have had to remind myself that multiple times throughout my life because I'm a people pleaser and I love um pleasing people I love doing things to make people happy and yeah it's really great to be an empath and to do and to have sympathy for a lot of people around you, it's great. But sometimes it can be a curse and a blessing. And I really have to remember that the only opinion that matters at the end of the day is my own. And I can constantly grow myself and work on myself and work through things that I've been through and my flaws or things that I've said to hurt other people. I think if you recognize that and you recognize your flaws and that you're not always going to be right or you're not always going to be the best person in the room, that's okay because at the end of the day, what you think of yourself is what matters the most and your opinion of yourself is what matters the most. Um, accept all of yourself also. That's also a tip that I have. Just pause, take a self-assessment, practice self-approval. Just look at yourself and be like, okay, this is who I am. Do I want to change it? for myself or do I want to change it because other people don't like it? Do things for yourself. Don't do things for other people. If you do things for other people, like I always say on this podcast, you're living your life at other people's satisfaction and you never want to do that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you never, ever, ever want to do that. 
just pause and take a self-assessment. Am I doing this for myself or other people? Am I losing weight for myself? Other people, why am I doing this? Why am I acting this way? Is this who I am? And just try to get to know yourself. Um, I think there's this thing about, oh, just wake up and love yourself, which is great. I also believe in that. But sometimes it's hard for people to start at that moment of, yeah, all right. Um, I guess I, I guess I love myself. You know, when I first started recognizing that I absolutely hated myself, <laughs> um, it was hard for me. So I had to start at the bottom and go up. I had to start to get to know myself and know who I was. And I had to be like, okay, um, so this is the type of person I am for myself. And then I would compare it to the type of person I would be for other people. And it was different. I, it had some similarities, but in reality, I was really living my life for other people and living my life for how other people thought of me. And I really soaked it up. I loved other people's opinions about me because I would change who I am constantly in the room, no matter who was in it, or it would matter who was in it because I would change myself so they could like me. And I've done that my whole life. And it has been one journey to just try to reverse that and just be who I am and come as I am. And it, it's been hard, but I've been getting to know myself. And then the step after that is getting to like yourself, getting to like things that you've been insecure about, like my red hair. I love my red hair now. Or my freckles. I love my freckles now. Things like that. Getting to like yourself. I think it's so, it can be so difficult because so many, I would look at myself in the mirror and just degrade myself and not like anything I saw. So getting to like that version of myself was a journey. It, it still is. Like I still wake up some days and don't like how I am or don't like things that I did. And um, I think it's normal. Obviously, we can be really judgmental towards ourselves. And it's good to um, be like, okay, I didn't like how I acted that day. I need to be better. And to just always grow. But like I said, getting to like yourself, liking the things you're insecure about, um, liking your scars or your cellulite or your stretch marks that you have because they make you human and they make you who you are and I think that's so beautiful and then the next step so <laughs> you have to know yourself you have to like yourself and then that's where you start to learning to love yourself and to love the things that you are and who you are not even just for what you look like just for the type of person you are, how you treat others, how you treat yourself, um, things that you do, stuff like that. Just really getting to love the person you are and how you, and all of that, all of the things that come with that, I think is so important. And um, I saw a guy on TikTok talk about that, that you just sometimes have to learn how to tolerate yourself and then it turns into loving yourself. And I think that's so true. So many people just say, oh, just love yourself. Like, yeah, of course, but sometimes there's steps to that. And there's things that you have to learn before that. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to love yourself and love who you are because you're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. And if you hate that person, you're just going to be unhappy. And I also want to say nobody's like you don't see yourself when you're smiling and laughing with your best friends. You don't see yourself and what you look like when you're falling in love with somebody or you're looking your soulmate in his eyes or her eyes. You don't see yourself when, you know, the happiest moments of your life happen 
And I think that's where you should look at it. You don't see yourself in the best moments of your life. You don't see the joy on your face. You don't see the happiness that is like blooming out of you. And I love that analogy because it's so true. We're so hard on ourselves. We put so much pressure on myself, on ourselves to look the best and be the best ever. And that's great. But, you know, I think the thing that matters the most is being happy and like honoring your emotions, no matter if it's happiness or not, and honoring who you are, what you're insecure about, who you want to be, and um, stuff like that. And just embracing not comparing to yourself or not comparing yourself to other people and other people's lives and how they live it. And also developing trust in the moment, developing trust in this is what is supposed to happen. There are reasons this is supposed to happen. Everything happens for a reason. And yeah, that's just one of my tips as well is just the only moment that counts is right now. You can worry about the past and the future all day long, but living in the moment is something I've been working on and it's it's truly like such a blessing to just live in the moment and realize that this moment is all I have. Um, you know, there isn't a person among us that doesn't have insecurities. Um, some people are just better at dealing with them or hiding them. And I, like, that is so true. Like, there's so many people that are better at dealing with them or just hiding them in plain sight. And um, we see on social media all these amazing people showing off their amazing bodies and their food and their travels and stuff like that. And it can be really detrimental. So another tip I have is to just look at those pictures and scroll past them and not look any deeper into them. And I think facing your insecurities and wanting to get over them takes so much courage because you're saying, hey, this is who I am and I really need to fix things that are getting in the way, like your negative self-image of yourself, people who have criticized you, needing approval, um, not accepting things about yourself and the lack of trust you have with your own self. And you look for others for um, validation when you can have that validation within yourself. So just tips of overcoming your insecurities is just understanding who you are, seeing things that you are going to work on for yourself and nobody else, nobody else, only yourself. Um, accepting who you are, embracing who you are, being happy with who you are, and being happy with the version of yourself in the moment you are in right now. And insecurities are something that we all are going to deal with for the rest of our lives. Um, we can get over insecurities and other ones can pop up. It's really, really normal. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And um, no matter what insecurities you have, no matter how you perceive yourself, no matter what you look like, um, what you've accomplished in your life, you're a human being and you're here and you're living and that's all that matters at the end of the day. You know, when we die, nobody's going to remember the amount of Instagram followers we had or the many cars we had in our garage or that we rented our house instead of buying it. And I hope you understand that like I said, everything you are is always going to be enough, whether it was in the past, the future, or right now. You're always gonna, you are always gonna be enough, no matter what. And I hope this episode helped you understand your insecurities, 
and it helped you want to get past them and realize that they're just what makes you human. We all have things that we hold that make us sad or we don't understand. And I just think, like I said, the steps are knowing yourself, tolerating and liking yourself, and just being who you are and loving yourself. And I hope you all know that you can get to that point of loving yourself and understanding that your insecurities are valid and they're not they're not who you are. Your insecurities aren't who you are and you're beautiful no matter what. So thank you all so much for listening. Let me know if you have any more questions, um, if you want me to talk about anything else regarding insecurities and stuff like that. Just message me on my podcast Instagram at Happy You're Here Podcast, and I'd love to talk about them on the podcast or just answer your questions for you. And I hope you know how beautiful you are, how loved you are, and I know in this time of still being in a pandemic, we can feel isolated or sad, but just know that there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel no matter what. And just remember you're human and be nice to yourself and get to the journey, get on the journey of loving yourself and recognizing that you're beautiful regardless of what you look like. And yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful night and I'm, or not night. (laughs) I hope you guys have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever it is when you're listening to this. And I'm so happy you are here.